Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us for the very first episode of the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast with your host, Charles Cantu, founder and CEO of Reset Digital. I'm Mike Burbridge, Director of Content Innovation at the ANA. This podcast looks to be a crossroads for marketers, entrepreneurs, innovators, and academia to discuss and debate the future of marketing. We're starting off in a big way with special guest Tiki Barber, former running back for the New York Giants and founding member of Grove Group Management, which specializes in bringing financing, technology, and marketing execution to the emerging market of legal cannabis. Why don't we talk a little bit about what brought you into you know, this being the, the Marketing Futures uh, podcast, and we're talking about futures, and, and everyone's talking about cannabis these days. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about what brought you into the cannabis industry? Yeah, it's, in it's, it's great, Charles, because it's, it's, it's the hot new asset class in this country, even though parts of this country have been hot on it for a decade, <laughs> a decade plus. But I think for me, the business opportunity was the first thing that caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't smoke the plant, mm-hmm. um, but I have seen some of the benefits medicinally mm-hmm. down the line from some of my former colleagues. Sure. Um, I remember my days as a player. It was naproxen and indocin, get the swelling down, get the pain out. Mm-hmm. And eventually they started to test us for liver functions. It's like, wait, hold on. What are you testing our liver functions for? Right. And you start to realize the damage that you do to your body. Um, And so naturally, people have been self-medicating with cannabis. Leagues have been punitive to it uh, to date, but it's starting to change. Um, You're starting to see uh, not only state legislatures move their their view on it, but teams are as well, as the threshold has gone up a little bit over the last couple of years for what's a a violation of the the drug uh, policy in in the NFL and, and other sports as well. So for me, I saw one, the business opportunity, and then two, this opportunity to create social progress um, in sports, but also in communities Mm -hmm. where uh, possession of marijuana or or other small misdemeanors around a drug like this have been so punitive to people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah, I was... um I was sitting down with uh, the president or the ex-president of Nigeria, uh, Obasanjo, mm-hmm. and he was talking about you know the effects of um, you know, the drug laws from the 60s, 70s, the 80s war on drugs and how You're right. it's been essentially ineffective. No, it has been. It has been. I mean, one of the first things I did was start to study the history of of, of marijuana in this country and how in the 70s, mm-hmm. Richard Nixon signed into law the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Controlled Substance Act, which That's was exactly. part of a broader uh, drug prevention uh, policy and, and how ineffective it was. And even the, the commission that was formed as part of that act, the Schaefer Commission, said you can't criminalize this because the, the potential harm isn't great enough to, 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 to tax law enforcement. Um, but that's exactly what this country has done, and it's and it's ruined lives, yeah. uh, and it's now starting to change. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing. You know, being at Grove Group and having a very broad uh, view, yeah, um, and even quite frankly, uh, a very focused view on certain companies. What you're seeing in the category as regard to how people are able to build their brand. Yeah. Well, let me let me back up real quick and sure. tell you a little bit about Grove Group. One of the, the unique value propositions that I saw in Grove Group as Kevin Shen, our CEO, built it was the diversity 
of our team. It was guys like Bob DeSena, who can can brand, as you were mentioning, uh, or Thomas Masters, who's on the law enforcement side. Uh, he was law enforcement in, in Kansas, and then he was FBI. And so having that connection to law enforcement is important because uh, it's changing for them as well, right. how they're enforcing minor uh, possession charges or, or how it's viewed for them. We have a, a licensing expert, Ron Smalley, who has been in this space for a long, long time. And as we look at companies, sometimes that management assistance is what they need. Right? They need someone who can help with licensing or they need someone who can help with branding. And obviously the financial side we, we have covered in spades. Uh, our group is unique. And that's one of the things that we've, um, we've, we've championed and pushed out as we've grown this, grown this business. I think uh, the, the biggest opportunity that we see is helping companies grow but also informing um, investors and the public on what this 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 substance is because it sure. gets confusing. A lot of people will say, "Well, it's hemp and it's marijuana and it's cannabis and it's mm -hmm. it, it it all gets lumped CBD together." It's CBD, but, and, yep, yep. but the the definitions of all of that is so intertwined and confusing mm -hmm. that it that it makes people um, freeze. They don't they don't know how to react to it. Um, when in actuality, it, I'm going to take you back to you know, you know uh, high school biology. We talk about mm -hmm. kingdom, mm -hmm. phylum, class, order. Um, cannabis is a genus, part of a, a, a cannabinoid family, mm -hmm. right? And part of the uh, the species of of cannabis are two things: hemp mm -hmm. and marijuana. They have substances, chemical substances in them. One is THC, which we've all heard about, that has a psychoactive effect, and the other is CBD. Uh, which doesn't have a psychoactive effect. Hemp has small amounts of THC, right. and it's been used for for years, for millennia, really, uh, in industrial products and fibers and clothing and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But with the Controlled Substance Act in 1970, that industry got crushed, That's right. right? Because it was it was a banned substance all of a sudden, a Schedule One drug. Um, marijuana, on the other side, has been used for. Uh, great medicinal benefits in all parts, all reaches of the, of the world for years, and it's finally starting to become mainstream in, in society. I think we have a great laboratory just north of us in Canada who on mm -hmm. October 17th legalized recreational uh, marijuana across the country. We saw a huge influx of business, uh, and that's great for everyone, small businesses, big businesses, uh, tax revenues, etc., and so we get to watch them and learn from some of their mistakes, but also uh, get some positive from some of their their successes. As we in this country, the United mm -hmm. States, we're thirty two or thirty three now, medicinal uh, states uh, approving marijuana, and nine or ten now on the recreational side, we can learn from what we've seen up north. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I was uh, talking to Louis Besson in Montreal, and he was telling me about how um, essentially they are now only open four days a week, mm -hmm. right? It's, I think it's uh, Thursday through Sunday right yeah. now because there's such a shortage. Right. They didn't an yeah. anticipate the demand. You're right. Well, I mean, people are curious, right? Right, and and. People have tried other ways to heal themselves and it hasn't worked or it hasn't been, they haven't seen the benefit. And so when you're desperate in some, some cases, you will try something new, especially right. if it's something that's natural. 
right? Our, our bodies have a cannabinoid system, right? right. We don't need it, but we, we can utilize it effectively to heal ourselves. And I think that type of information is starting to get disseminated and pushed out and people are understanding it and it's worth trying. I love what Canada has done. Now there may be some pitfalls that happen, but I love, I, I love <laughs> that they, that they did it. They tried it and That's they it. realized that, um, the world's not going to come to an end. We're, we're not creating a gateway drug uh, that's going to lead our young people down, you know, these 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 paths that were scare tactics for so long. So I, I love what Canada is doing, and I think the United States is slowly following suit. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you mentioned gateway drug. Talk a little bit about a lot of people are saying that it's an it's an exit way drug, yeah, from other harsh uh, drugs and and, and opioid addictions. Yeah, Talk I a think, little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, especially because of my my history. Um, you see guys like Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. You see guys, uh, Josh Gordon, who's been suspended many times with the uh, for the Cleveland Browns, who's now with the New England Patriots. Um, guys, again, want to self-medicate. Mm -hmm. uh, prior to cannabis being available to them, mm -hmm. they've only had opioids. They've right. only had stronger drugs, yep. prescription drugs, which are beneficial in the short term. Mm -hmm. But when you have to be on a field, on a Sunday after getting beat up the Sunday before or having a ligament tear or having some other major injury, you, you realize for an at-will employee, because there's no guaranteed contracts in the National Football League, mm -hmm. if you can't be available, someone else will take your job. And so guys will do whatever it takes to get on the field. I, I remember back in college, we played uh, the University of Miami. It's my last college game. And I got hit early in the game. Someone spiked me in my back. And I'm like, man, my, my back is killing me. This is my last game, but I got to go back out there. Mm -hmm. It turned out I had a broken transverse process, which is a little bone off of your spine. And it was killing me. It was a tiny little break, but it was killing me. Mm -hmm. And so we go into halftime. That's like, Doc, I got I to gotta play, right? This is my last game. This is right. my last opportunity. And so I got a Toradol shot in my, in my back. And I felt like I was lost. I couldn't think. I was, I was, I mean, the pain kind of went away, but not really. Yep. And I told myself from then on, I'd rather feel my pain than try to mask it. Uh, and I think some guys have done that. A lot of guys don't, right? They want to mask their pain. Right. Um, and the problem is you leave the game, you still have that pain. You still have that torn ligament and you still want to go out and, 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 and soothe yourself. Here to four, you've only had opioids to do that. Um, Cannabis and CBDs, which is non non psychoactive, mm -hmm. um, but even if they want to go the psychoactive way with recreational marijuana, there are now options. And I think that's a beautiful thing, and this new asset is, is creating. So let's talk about that new asset class because you're seeing a lot of them, and and let's talk about what you're seeing out there yeah. and how people are approaching, just breaking through. Yeah. And, I mean, because it's so disparate, state to state, yeah. country to country. Yeah, what's right for one state is not right for the next. You exactly. know, how licenses are, are, are handed out are different from California, Nevada, uh, to New Jersey, and, and, and others. And it's a difficult market to break in. Mm -hmm. And so to the business trend that you're, that you're asking about, people are like, well, let's put plants in the ground. Right? Let's, mm -hmm. let that, that's how we're going to win, to your point about uh, in Canada. They, just, they ran out of supply. Right. Right? It's crazy. One day, two days, they ran out of supply of, of the flower. Um, and so the business opportunity seems to be, we got to get the plants. Right? Let's, let's, let's plant. And that's, that's mm -hmm. actually a great one. 
right? right. If, you, if you can find the land or the cultivation facility, um, it's capital intensive. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you, you, you have to have uh, assets behind you in order to do that. Something right. else that Grove Group provides. Um, but it's really, it's, 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 it's just one piece, mm -hmm. right? But what we're starting to see is all these tertiary and side businesses yep. that will complement not only the flour uh, and the cultivation and the processing, but the distribution. Some people don't want to walk into a, a distributorship. Right? They don't want to walk into a, uh, a store and, and buy a CBD oil or, a, or cannabis or weed. They don't want to, they don't want to do it. That's right. Um, so there are delivery services that are starting to pop up. Mm -hmm. The one in California that we've worked close with uh, and created a special purpose vehicle to help them raise money is mm -hmm. called Ease. Yeah. Uh, and it's a tech play. It doesn't feel like cannabis can be in the tech world, but it is. Mm -hmm. So they created a marketplace where consumers can pick and choose. There's some expert opinions on uh, on the site. They order, gets picked up and delivered uh, right to their door. Uh, so it's like the Uber of it's, it's like the, It's like the Uber Eats of cannabis delivery. Yeah. And so there's also companies like uh, Solo Sciences, which is an accreditation. What, what exactly is in your CBD oil or your, your vape pen or whatever it may be? Turpines. Ex exactly. Yep. All of that information um, is being collected and, and utilized as consumer behavior is starting to be more understood in this cannabis space, in this new asset class. Like, we know how people consume alcohol, right? Um, Coke, Pepsi, potato chips. We, we know it. The data has been accumulated over decades and decades. Right. We're still learning how consumption of CBD products and cannabis and, and other types of, of, of properties in this, in this category are being grown and, and how they're being utilized by mm -hmm. our country. So that's a so solo is essentially like a um, a ranking system of some sort. It's well, it's, it's a, more it's an it's, approval label in a sense, yes, because that's going to happen. We saw this happen in California at the beginning mm -hmm. of the year, mm -hmm. um, as as they became more sophisticated. All that unverified supply mm -hmm. had to get destroyed. Sure, and they kind of started over from scratch. You have to have a label, just like. This water bottle has the label on it, right? Or your potato chips, or or any other consumable good that you have has a label on it. In California, yeah. you have to have that. Solo Sciences provides uh, a lot of that information that the state, local governments, municipalities are going to require. It was one of the things when you go back to the history of of CBD um, and cannabis and marijuana in this country. That, uh, that, that Comprehensive Drug Abuse Prevention and Control Act mm -hmm. created the DEA. Mm -hmm. It also created the FDA, which approves mm -hmm. and tells what's inside all of these products that we're going to consume, yep. um, including now cannabis and, and CBD and marijuana. How far away do you think we are from just legalized, federally legalized cannabis in the US? Charles, I wish I knew. Nobody knows. Um, it's slowly changing, though. You feel it. Yeah. Um, when we had our event for Ease, uh, the president of Ease said to us, a year ago, there's no way we have a room with financial professionals sitting, listening to a presentation as we try to raise money. This is a year ago, right? What's going to happen a year from now as this starts to accelerate and as the business opportunity starts to get recognized, not only by individual and private investors, and that's what we believe a lot of the progress will be. The public markets sometimes get a little bit crazy, but with the private investors, I think as we start to grow, um, 
those that are available in that space, mm-hmm. right, the opportunities will just keep popping up and up and up and up. The government, I think, will realize, or ultimately, because of the options that the states mm-hmm. are taking, that this is something to be reevaluated. Now, the, the Controlled Substance Act has it's been amended uh, over the years um, as what's been accepted in our country has has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when that moment's going to happen, but I do think it's it's closer than a lot of people think. Sure, sure. And it, it would be good probably just for, for the community to talk a little bit about hemp in general. We talked a lot about cannabis, yeah. um, but there seems to be an enormous opportunity around hemp. Yeah. What are you seeing there? Well, hemp, you know, it's, it's it, again, it gets lumped together with marijuana. Right. It's a different plant. Yep. It's a longer, leaner uh, plant. It has a stronger fibers. Uh, and it has, as I mentioned, a very low level of THC. Mm-hmm. I mean, less than 1%, less than a half of 1%, to be, to be honest with you. So it's, there is no psychoactive uh, property uh, in, in hemp. But there are the, the medicinal benefits that come with the, uh, the other chemical that's in hemp, which mm-hmm. is CBD. Which right. Which cannabidiol. Everyone, yep. Cannabidiol, which everybody talks about, um, but doesn't really understand. Mm-hmm. And so hemp is a, is a product that can be used, utilized in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could be wearing hemp clothes or bracelets or necklaces or, um, or, or, or create oils or salves that are, are, are good for relieving pain or anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hemp is one of those products that feels safer mm-hmm. um, to the public that's scared about their kids or their future being um, uh, influenced or compromised a psychoactive substance like right. marijuana is. And so as as it gets descheduled, or not descheduled, but de-stigmified, mm-hmm. I think hemp is actually a, a, the, the bigger opportunity. Right. Um, right. Because there is no downside to it. Exactly. It's all positive with, with hemp. Yeah, it's interesting. I was doing some research on hemp oil versus CBD oil yeah. versus, can you talk a little bit about yeah. you know, just the... the the minutiae, yeah. most well, people don't. Yeah, know. well, the chemical the chemical makeup is really what, what you look for. This is the challenge, and this is why education is so important, and right. why um, you know companies like Solo Science are, mm-hmm. are 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 critical to the growth of this industry. By the way, there are going to be many winners, right? Just like there are many consumable products that win. There are going to right. be yep. many many winners in this space, um, but the, but the specifics of products are what's going to be important. You and I could have the exact same physical issue, right? You, you worked out, lifted weights, body built, so you have bad joint, bad knee joint, whatever. PCI, tore my PCL, let's say you have the same thing. Yep. And it aches and, it, and, it, and it's chronic. Especially right? when it's cold. Especially when it's cold. <laughs> you and I could get the same product, a CBD product. My endocannabinoid system reacts very differently than yours. Mm-hmm. And so I might say, man, I feel amazing. I'm gonna, I can go run a marathon right now. And you could say, yeah, maybe I feel a little bit better, but not, but not quite. Right. So, so the, the opportunity is to find what works for each and every one of us, which is why the products are, and, and the branding of products and the specifics of products are gonna be so important. Um, and, and I think that's what we're starting to see as we look at, at some of these companies is mm-hmm. how do you differentiate yourself to what an individual consumer needs and what each individual consumer needs is going to be different, which is makes this industry so big. Right? So this mm-hmm. what makes it so compelling. Um, and unlike some of the 
uh, pharmaceutical issues where uh, you know, promising drugs get orphaned, it doesn't happen in the cannabis space. I've been doing a lot of research around category creators and, mm -hmm. and how do businesses like Apple create categories, yes. Salesforce create categories when no one else is really thinking about those things. Are you seeing people out there now yeah. doing those kinds yeah. of things? Yeah, I, th I think in today's social world, you can create a brand that speaks exactly to who you want to speak to. You don't have to blast, right? right? Blast to everybody and hope that, man, I hope my potential consumer sees that billboard right. or that commercial on a channel that I don't watch, right? It's, 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 it can be so targeted. And that's, that's where the opportunity is. And not just this space, but I'm speaking specific to this space. The small businesses that find the right product mm -hmm. can blast exactly who they think their customer is. And that's Absolutely. important. Yeah, we, were, we interviewed uh, Rashad Tabakawala, Publicis, mm -hmm. and he was talking about you know, now is a time where you're actually marketing to gods, right? People yeah. have the power to decide and consume content yeah. and do it the way. So yeah. you really do have to uh, be able to have a conversation one-on-one. -on -one, no, you're right. But aggregate those cohorts together so you're having a consistent narrative. And so much of that is about the delivery uh, vehicle, the influencer, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? Because we all know this, uh, a trusted um, reference or a trusted... Um, Source is something we all want to believe in, yeah, and that's why you see, uh, you know, the, the influence with the big smile or the big profile mm -hmm. who, who when they say something, people listen, even yeah. if it's not necessarily for them, they'll listen to it. Uh, the influencer marketing world is is getting bigger. It's why you're starting to see um, so many different, whether it's former athletes, where I think athletes and, and entertainers they can win in this space mm -hmm. because that influencer. Um, Profile is built in, right? It's already it's 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 part of what they've been doing for their entirety of their life. There's right. they've they've developed an excellence in something, and whether it's justified or not, it's trusted by the people who follow them. That's right. And so uh, there's opportunity for that. There's opportunity for them to win in these new, in this new space, this new asset class that's not defined yet. That's right. Right. We, a lot of people want to define it, but it's it really isn't defined yet. And I think that's where we see this great opportunity. Before we wrap up, I generally ask all of my guests, your favorite album of all time? Okay. And what are you listening to now and why? God, there's so many albums. My mom used to listen to Stevie Wonder, and so yeah. that, that takes me back to when I was a kid. But um, I'm, I think my favorite album is Lift Your Spirit, Aloe Black, mm -hmm. because... I, I had a, I went through a bad divorce. I think you know this, Charles. I went through a bad divorce, and it, just, and it just took a long time to like come out of it. Yeah. It came out of it. I came out of it in 2012. Got married, had a baby uh, with my second wife, and this album came out with the man and mm -hmm. and um, you know lift your spirits and um, you know all of these songs. Love is the answer. That mm -hmm. just made me feel good, mm -hmm. and. You know, he hit and kind of just faded a little bit, but that right. that album, uh, Wake Me Up, I mean, that that album sings to me. So, so I have to ask, uh, before you tell me about the song, Yeah, um, Hold Your Hand yeah. on that album. Yeah. Did you cry? Uh, a little bit, because yeah. it makes me think about all the things I went through. That's right. You know? That's right. And it's, 
it's a it's a weird he's a weird uh, artist, right? He's kind of a rapper, but not really. He's, mm -hmm. he's more, but he's he's soulful and there's a jazz element. I mean, it's just he he's great to listen to. It's great empowerment music. Um, yeah. My favorite that I'm I'm hooked on right now mm -hmm. is the Greatest Showman. Hugh Jack. So I met Hugh a yep. while ago. He he did some work up in Harlem for the Harlem Village Academies, which mm -hmm. is a, a charter school up there. And I think he's he actually joined the board. We got introduced, and mm -hmm. um, and I went to a couple of events. He is amazing. And then I lived on the Upper East Side, and I'd see him in Central Park, and he's just hanging like, dude, you're you're like Hugh Jackman, <laughs> right. just hanging out in Central Park, like, and and he's he's a down to earth, great great guy. I went and saw that movie two years ago, whenever it came out, a year and a half ago, whenever it came out, and I felt good from the opening scene to the end. Like There was some drama in the middle, yeah. but it, I just felt good the entire movie. And the album's only 40 minutes. So when I run, I listen to it. Come on. I, and Because it, it, it's great. It just yeah. There's just music that just... It, it's, it's, it's like, don't judge me. Right? right? I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm put, we're putting on a show. Uh, yeah, we're going to go through some pitfalls, but we're, we're going to come out of this. And at the end, we're going to, what matters most is, is family and, and being together. I can't stop listening to that album. We live, me and my wife listen to it all day, every day. That's awesome. Awesome. Before we wrap up, tell us uh, how people can get uh, in touch with Grow Group. Yeah. Uh, you know, what they would want to reach out for. Yeah. You know, Grove, who you'd like to hear from. Grove Group um, has a little bit for everyone. We're a management assistant company, and our unique value proposition, as I mentioned, is, is, is there's so much diversity on our, in our group, whether it's uh, marketing or branding, uh, licensing expertise, uh, as we as we see in some of these uh, uh, states and cities that are giving out licenses, you get a license, but then you don't have the resources or the or or the, the business acumen to create a successful business. Because let's right. face it, right? Businesses are going to start and they're going to fail, and that's true for a lot of startups in general. In general, yeah, and absolutely. so putting your best foot forward as you as you dive into this space is something that we want to help people do. Uh, so you can get in touch with us very easily going to our website, grovegroupmanagement.com. Uh, Reach out to me or, or Bob or Kevin, who is our CEO. Um, all our names are just that and grovegroupmanagement.com. And, and, and we'll be there to help. Uh, we, we, we love what we're creating. And most importantly, we're creating uh, an opportunity in communities to progress some of the social ills that have plagued uh, this particular drug um, over the course of the last 20 or 30 years. We hope you enjoyed this inaugural episode of the ANA Marketing Futures podcast. If there's a trend, topic, or guest you'd like to see in a future episode, reach out to us at marketingfutures at ANA.net. We'll be releasing a new episode every other week, so make sure to check back. In the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about the future of marketing, including topics like AI, blockchain, chatbots, and consumer neuroscience, head on over to marketingfutures.ana.net.